Hello, and welcome to another episode of the How to Scale Business Podcast. My name is Hector Santi Esteban, and I am your host. And today we are here with Dr. Caprice Moore, and we're going to talk about getting better. She's had an extensive background coaching people, especially at the executive level. She's got a cool event coming up in a little bit, and I'm excited to dig in today. So Caprice, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Just in our few moments that we've been together, I'm always impressed with how much people seem to have it together. And perhaps it's because, and maybe you're going to push back on this, I always feel like I don't have it together. But, you know, that maybe that's just we're all in our own life. I was very impressed with just the way that you carry yourself, your background, your experience, and I'm honored that you would take the time to spend time with us. So catch us up on what you've been up to, kind of how you help people now and what you're doing in your coaching practice. Sure. Well, first of all, Hector, the background can be a little helter-skelter. <laughs> but at the same time, the end results is what we're all looking for. I've been in business caprice coaching for about 14 years now. But before that, I had many different roles and responsibilities. At one point, I thought I was going to go into law. So I went on the paralegal route. Then I was going to go and help the aging population. I still do, and I'm very passionate about the aging. And that is what really started me off with the coaching, helping the elderly, because I really felt they were being taken advantage of and so many frauds and just things of that nature. And so I really wanted to be an advocate. And that's really the passion behind Caprice Coaching. From there, like any business, I had to start to find my niche, which ended up being helping service industry-related entrepreneurs. It takes a lot of work. Like I said, as you know, nothing is easy, but dedication, passion, and hard work. And being in higher ed, my forte is human resource and management and leadership. Using those skill sets and teaching others at the graduate level, undergrad level, and just being in higher ed administration has given me a full circle background to do what I love to do, and that is help people. And helping people, I've been able to do that in every aspect of my career and really enjoy it. Again, with Caprice Coaching, really looking at how I can help entrepreneurs grow their business, as well as help individuals who are looking to transition into a different career. And so it's twofold. You know, those individuals who, to give you an example, most recently educators who are wanting to get out of the teaching field and use their skills in another industry. I've really been working with some teachers who have wanted to do that, as well as some other areas of transitioning into a new role later in life, just transitioning and wanting to do something different. So that's been a really great opportunity for me. What do you see is the main holdup or bottleneck or challenge that a lot of the people you're helping. Is there some buckets or some common challenges that seem to come up more than others? Yes, and it's getting better. And I say that because one of the challenges is not knowing where to start or how to start or feeling that they don't have the resources and tools to get started. So they're afraid. So being fearful is really one of the main things that hinders one from going into entrepreneurship. They don't have the self-confidence that they really can do it. So if they put their mind to it, put the work into it, they can be successful. But you have to get over that hurdle of fear. And it's not easy because here you've been working a nine to five and the expectation always is 
is I'm going to get paid for the time that I put in. And yet with entrepreneurship, it can be volatile. It can be uncertain. And so because of that, that fear sets in and you never do it. You just say, you know what? I'd rather just get that paycheck and be satisfied and be content. So once you get over that hurdle of fear, then that's when the doors open up and you're allowed to be able to do a lot of creative things. Yeah. It's interesting that the conversations that we seem to have, the premise is let's come on and talk about business, but then we end up coming on and talking about all of the personal side of business, all of the, maybe it's the emotional side or whatever, the soft skills that come up. Is there some sort of foundation or principles or, you know, I grew up Catholic, so, you know, like a a Ten Commandments of Caprice. Uh, Is there something like that that you lean back on as a foundation for you and some of the people you work with? I think a huge foundation is doing to others as you want them to do to you. I think that respect and that high level of customer service, Hector, because right now there's a lot of statistics out there showing that post-COVID, the level of customer service has gone down tremendously, whether it's because of a lack of employees or because of automation There's just a sense that there's no customer service there. And for me, I really highlight that with entrepreneurs. Individuals really want to know that they're being taken care of. So if you think about when you go shopping or when you're online and what your expectation is and what level you're expecting, that's what they expect. And so if you're expecting that, you want to be able to put that out as well. And again, because of automation, um, which is a great thing, it's a blessing and a curse. And the fact that some places don't have enough people to serve their customers, that level of customer service has really gone down. So I really think that that's the foundation that we don't need to forget. And we need to keep that as a priority. Otherwise, we will lose customers. Yeah, that's such a great point that I don't think has gotten enough attention. People have been screaming at their lungs about a whole variety of things. And one of them is not that customer service is going down. I joke about it with my wife, you know, and we kind of make jokes to deal with those kinds of experiences more than in the past. So how does a business owner get in front of those sort of things? Or how do they, whether it's themselves who are interacting with the customers or whether it's, you know, their team that's going to be doing it, how might they be able to get ahead of it and bring some of that traditional customer experience, or even not even traditional, but just the best customer service. How does someone start that process? As business owners, communication is key. Your customers should not have to wonder or guess as to what service or product they're going to receive from you. And so whether you use your website or some other method of communication, you want to make sure that the customer can see and or hear or know what they're going to receive. If they have to look for a return policy, if there's no phone number where they can reach out, no email, if there is a lack of communication, that is a real barrier to customer service. And so for me, I say, make sure up front. The more you can do up front to show that there's a great product, a great quality, and this is the service that we're going to provide and deliver it, then the less you have to worry about customers returning products or reaching out for a complaint. It is when there's a lack of communication and that expectation is not being met that 
again, you start having issues. So communication is key. And again, as a business owner, you are not going to be able to handhold every single customer from A to Z through the process, depending on what type of service you are offering. Years ago, I had a wedding service and I would do wedding gowns and bridesmaids dresses. And that's a service where emotions are involved and you do have to have that extra handholding. But again, if you let that bride know and or the family, whoever you're dealing with, that this is what I am going to do, give dates, give deadlines, and make sure that communication is there, then the less problems you have and the more comfortable your customers feel. And then the better they feel, repeat business, and then they tell others, this is the service that Hector provided for me or Caprice provided for me. And so thus, now you have a snowball impact because of that great communication that you've had. So it goes hand in hand, that customer service, that communication and following up, making sure you deliver. And if there is a delivery problem, wherever it is that you're communicating that, the worst thing we can all have is if we're expecting a package and that package does not arrive when it was supposed to and we weren't given any communication. That's where the breakdown comes. What a great point, those expectations. I think it's counterintuitive, or perhaps it was just me. I came from the direct sales world. And so we would close a deal and we'd move on to the next one. We'd close a deal and we'd move on to the next one. And it was a constant prospecting. And we didn't have to worry about the quote unquote fulfillment of the product. We get sent out to them and that was that. What I missed though was that oftentimes the best form of marketing is providing a great product or service. That if I were to spend 10 hours out there marketing, selling, knocking on doors, calling, how much of that time could have been spent delivering better service, following up, providing value to the people who are already customers, and what that would have done for referrals or what that would have done for the goodwill or whatever it may be? Is that something that you find a lot of people miss too? Or is that just me you know, coming from my sales perspective? It's a balance, Hector. One hand thinks it's coming from the sales side. And then the other side of that says, hmm, maybe we could have done more. But like I said, nowadays, in my opinion, it comes down to knowing who your customers are. Because our generations that we have now coming up, they are all about tech savviness and they really don't want to talk to you. If you cannot text them or send them an emoji or something related to technology, they're not really talking to you on the phone. So perhaps it's a generational thing and you really have to think about, again, who are your customers? Because based on that and based on the generations, that's how you would possibly serve those customers. So it really depends because even some other generations, they don't want to talk to you per se. They just want you to deliver the product and they're done with it. You know, So you really have to know your customer, which is a difficult thing. It really is. But if you know a little bit about studying the generations, millennials, Gen Xers, and traditionalists in terms of the expectations, then you'll be better, you know, fit for it. But nowadays, I think more, I think about my own children. Their first thing is to text good morning, you know, that they no longer live with me, but they'd be in the same house texting me good morning. And I'm not used to that or was not used to that. You know, we would actually get up and have a face to face conversation. So, again, it's a balance. You really have to be balanced and you just really have to know your audience whom you're talking with and whom you're serving. 
Yeah, this has been great. Caprice, when we get back from break, I want to know about any more of these tips, any more of your habits. I mean, it seems, like I said at the beginning, it seems like you have it together. Now, we might you know, <laughs> go behind the screen and realize that everybody has their own mess, but I'm curious what you do to stay on the path or to get back on the path because it seems like consistency has been a big part of it. We're going to get into that when we get back from break. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode is brought to you by Amplify Media, and we are a podcast production company. Well, we like to think of ourselves as a group of genius makers. And so if you have a passion, a purpose, a mission, a message, something that you want to get out to the world, but you don't necessarily have the time or the tech skills to do it, we can help. Go to AmplifyMedia.com. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y Media.com, and we can see if we can help. And with that, let's get back to today's show. Caprice, I've mentioned on a few of these episodes, previous episodes, that now I look at myself and I have huge amounts of imposter syndrome and you know <laughs> far, far cry from whatever I would consider myself to be successful. But on the outside, there were a ton of people who might say that I've succeeded in a variety of formats. But in whatever that means, the thing that's got me there has been my rituals, my habits, my ability to do things, oftentimes the boring stuff on a daily basis. I'm curious for you, whether it's boring or consistent, how does habits and rituals or systems, how does that play into your world? I think that affirmations are huge. We have to have that to just keep ourselves motivated because I know for myself personally, sometimes, although I have a great support group, I'm still human. And depending on if a situation or coaching session or whatever the the scenario is may not have gone as well as it could have gone, or maybe a deal I was working on didn't go through, I think that by me using affirmations on a daily basis and by meditating and really thinking about what my purpose is and why I'm doing what I'm doing keeps me motivated. If I know that I'm making a difference, that is what really helps me in the long run, no matter what happens. Because we all have good days, we all have bad days. But each day by getting up and saying, you're making a difference, Caprice, you're changing someone's life. And looking in the mirror and talking to myself and letting myself hear that out loud is really huge. Because each one of us have to know that we have something that someone else can learn from. And I'm huge on education. And I think education is the key. So I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly reading. I love to read, whether it's James Patterson books or another author. I just like reading. I like reading my SHRM articles, which is Society of Human Resource Management. I stay connected with my organizations, such as Academy of Management. And I stay connected with the individuals there and all of the resources that they have available so that I can continue to learn continue to be abreast of what's going on, not only in my field, but in various fields so that I can be able to have a conversation with individuals beyond the weather or, you know, beyond what's going on in the news, just something that could be interesting. And so I think that that's what really helps me. So I'm constantly with affirmations, meditating, but really learning. I'm a constant learner and I like learning. And because of that learning, I'm able to share the knowledge or wisdom or whatever tidbits I pick up with others and integrate that into helping others learn and develop themselves. Yeah. As you're saying that, I think the meditation part is so important for integration, right? You learn something, you 
you hear it, but then it, you need to digest it. And that, I think, is where the magic happens, if you will, where you're able to internalize it and able to see, okay, how can I apply this? I'm curious. Affirmations have always been the thing where I go, ah, that's weird. I don't need that. That's, that's too much. I don't know if it's too much, but I desperately don't want to think that way. <laughs> so what do you say to somebody who might have hesitations about doing affirmations or they feel too weird or they say they don't work? You know, how do you combat some of that? I think you do what's best for you. So if it's not an affirmation and in some way or another, in my opinion, you end up with an affirmation because whatever you do on a routine that helps you to really, like you said, meditate, really think about what you're doing. As a strategist, everything that I do is based on strategy. Let's say you don't want to do an affirmation, but maybe you get up and go running every morning. Maybe you do some form of yoga or some form of exercise, or maybe you get up and have that cup of coffee and sit on the back porch and look out as the sun rises. Whatever it is you do, it's a regular routine that helps you to get your day started, helps you to get motivated, helps you to really think about what am I going to accomplish today? What good am I going to do today? So again, it might not be the affirmation, and I don't think it is for everyone. You have to do what works for you and what's best for you. But in the end, I think anything that you do on a repetitive basis that helps you to reach your goals or get to the next step or to motivate you, move you out the door is a good thing. It's positive. We do it as parents. You know, we give that pep talk, if you will, to our kids (laughs) before they leave for school, you know, or when they come home in the evening. If the day didn't go so well, we give them a pep talk to boost them up. And so we do that to ourselves in so many other ways. Maybe it's your song, you know, Some people get up. I know I do on the weekend. There's music that motivates you or that gets you to thinking, whether it's soft jazz or maybe a memory song or something that keeps you motivated. We do it. We do it often and we sometimes do it subconsciously. Yeah, this has been a really, really great conversation. Caprice, if people want to go and get deeper into your world, I think you have an event coming up soon. Where can people go to find out more? Sure. To my website, caprisecoaching.com. Um, Saturday, April 29th from nine to noon, I'm having a workshop using strategy to solve complex problems. And if you'd like to reach out to me, my number is 888-236-1198. And would love to hear from you. Or even if you just want to chat further and maybe you have something on your mind that I can help you with, be more than happy to have a quick chat. Go get connected with Caprice. This has been a great conversation. Caprice, my last question for you as we round out here is, in in your opinion, what is the secret to growing or scaling a business? It's planning, Hector. And I mentioned strategy earlier. It truly is. Everything starts off with a mission. It really does. Why are you doing what you're doing? Or why do you even want to get into business? What's your ultimate goal? You have to have a mission. And then from that mission, you can start planning, you can start implementing, and you can start evaluating what you've been doing. It goes back to the why, how, when, what, where. And if you don't have that mission, then you shouldn't be moving forward. You have to know why you're doing anything that you're doing. There's a purpose to it. And once you have that purpose, Then you start putting the tools to it. You start putting the resources behind it. And then you start putting a date as to when you're going to kick this off. And you want to constantly evaluate because as I mentioned earlier, none of us thought about COVID. 
None of us thought about the changes that would happen with technology. We knew that they would happen sometime, but we constantly have to plan and reevaluate and go out there and be creative. Think about the future, not just today. Think about what's going to happen in the next 10 to 15 years and how we can be a part of those changes. Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank all of you for sticking with us today. I appreciate you being a part of the How to Scale a Business Tribe. If you guys got any value out of today, we would love a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. If you know someone who is in the midst of scaling a business or thinking about starting one, please send them this episode. If you guys want to get some extra help, go and get connected to Caprice's event and would love to hear about any feedback or any questions that you have, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or Twitter as well. Like I said, thanks for sticking with us today. We appreciate you being part of the tribe. We'll see you on the next one. Later, y'all. Thank you. Bye-bye.